0: Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for
1: counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvak, also known as Terry and Zach.
0: Hey there! Welcome and great to have you back. We are excited for another day on the pod, and we're good to get going here. Hi, Zach. Hi. Uh, so this week we are trying to uh, look at what does it mean to live in community versus living a curated life. Yes, and I guess that's so. a really weird way of approaching this conversation. I think, like, because. <laughs> What would you say? Like, I wouldn't say I live a curated life, but I don't know if I'm actually living fully in community, especially the last few months, like I've been, well, I can't, we're fully in a community, but are mm-hmm. we living fully in a community living?
1: I guess the thought from the title okay. or like the catch line of this is that, at least in the top of my head before I looked like doing research. Okay. Um, was that, that the idea of biblical community would be to not live curated life. Like, if you're truly living in community,
2: it's not curated. Um, meaning that you're not, like, filtering your life for others to see, um, uh, at least in your immediate community. Which, so then I guess, for
1: the, more, the two things are in contrast to each other. Like, one is how we're living. Um, more so, like, because of the influence of social media, it's we're tending to drift towards this curated life versus drifting the other way, which is towards community living.
0: So you're saying, when when you're referring to living a curated life, you're saying, I'm living a life that's been filtered and edited, right? Because if we talk about someone has curated um, their bookshelf or has set together, like, The church has a curated library, Mm. so what we've done is someone's gone through and selected what they think is the important things to be in that library, and that's been curated.
1: Yeah, like most people's Instagram accounts are not their actual life. Most people today live their life so it's Instagram-worthy. What can I do today that would be Instagram-worthy? And Instagram worthy is not just anything in their life; it's only specific things that they want people to see. So it's a curated view. And then, because they want, because they want people to only see certain things, and they want people to look look at their life through Instagram in a curated way, and this they would then be
0: TikTok they, and Snap as well. Yeah, like similar. We just, just Instagram is the
1: best example okay. because they want people to see a curated version of their life through Instagram. They then are forced to live that life. More often than not. And, and like the more times they want people to see that life, the more they have to do those things. And even if every time you try and do one, it's not always a success. Well, now you have to do X amount per, per times you're going to get the people to see it, like posts, right? So it just is this like nasty cycle of like chicken and egg, right? But at some point, it's like which one came first, right? And it's like, and then, and then you can get rid of the Instagram part, but then I think the other thing can still stay. We're like, you're now caught in this cycle of like, this is what I need to do because this is what makes life worth living. This is what makes it like worth being with other people. This is what I want people to see who I am. I want people to think I'm fun and I do these adventurous things and I go on these trips or I, I'm this type of person. So
0: That's if it's I not want. epic, right? then what's Iconic, the Iconic, epic, whatever the yeah. word
1: is you want to use yep. or legendary or the word changes every 10 years. Um <laughs> then they're like, what's the point? And I just call it Instagram-worthy, whether you're actually posting it or not. That's, like, what we're caught in. Okay. And I, and I think that that's, like... This is, again, just my initial thought, is that that's the opposite of what the Bible says is community living. Um, where it's not about, like, what the legendary things in your life and who can one-up the other person, but it's just about real life and doing normal life together. Um, and that, like we're losing that. And so then the more we want to go towards like showing people the, cur- the curated view of our life, the less we show them the real side of our life and less vulnerable we are and accountable we are. And yeah. And then that means that actually those like that's been proven that that it means that the less close we actually are with people because we know that like scientifically, historically that to get close with people, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be accountable you have to be um willing to like go past a certain threshold
0: so you're asking us to be really way more authentic in our daily life yeah and that is going to lead to conflict yeah right and it's also going to lead to me being vulnerable which can be really painful Mm -hmm. is that how we're supposed to live like is that what you're
1: i think Uh, again this was my like, research thoughts, okay. and I haven't done a ton before this conversation, so um, oh, that was kind of, I guess, the point of this is we're going to look at what does
2: the Bible say about community, but that's my perception going into this conversation.
0: All right. So what did you find? If, like, so you're saying well, that living that authentic life yeah. is what living in
2: biblical community is? In a way. In a way. Okay. Yeah, at least part of it. What do you um, got there? So I found this cool article. It talks about um, God's design for community. and um,
1: <clears throat> Yeah, I'm going to read some parts of it. I think it's kind of neat. This first opening section is kind of hilarious. So um, It talks about God never intended for any of us to live the Christian life alone. So that's kind of the subtitle here. At the mere mention of the word community, people often eye you as if you had dropped in from another world, smile tolerantly, and hope you change the subject, which is 100% what I did when you mentioned, let's talk about community on the podcast. (laughs) Good, sensible Christian people. They fear that you're going to tell them that they have to sell all they own, move to a farm, wear bib overalls, and raise peanuts, or that they have to abandon their fertilized lawns and move to the inner city. Because they misunderstand the idea of community, many Christians don't want to think about it at all. So, I think that's great. That's 100% where I was at. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Right. Like, Sell everything and we, follow when Jesus. When you look
1: up verses about community, it's like, oh my goodness. This is like It's, it's either like, I mean, the word community is not really in the Bible. And then um, when you look up like verses that would like relate to that, it's very much like these like, yeah, give up everything to follow Jesus. Like, this talks about the disciples a lot. It's like, it's really tough to relate to. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> am I supposed to like give up everything I have in my life? Maybe. I don't know. And then it's like, I don't want to think about this. So I just stop.
0: Okay. And that kind of is that acts two kind of thing. Like we sell everything that we have in common. Everything's in common. We right. Care for the widows. We meet at church and listen to the apostles and sing hymns. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, so then he goes on just to kind of summarize that like Christian community is simply sharing a common life in Christ
2: um and then there's a whole bunch more to this article that we can go ahead and look at too. Um
0: and who is that?
2: Oh. on org. Article contributed by Nav Press.
0: Okay. So it's coming from <laughs> Nav
1: Press. <laughs> I don't know who that All is, right. but anyway. Um so I I didn't like study this whole thing. I just there's a few parts that stood out. So some of the like subcategories then
2: that like they go through in this article. Um would be that community is a way to see Christ
1: in others, a source of accountability and guidance, a
2: place to pray and worship, a place to serve. Um, and there's those are like the main ones I would want to look at right now. <clears throat> but
1: I I don't know like before we go to there, what like is this lining up with what you thought of as biblical community or as community or what you were thinking when we were going to talk about this or. Am I just going down a rabbit trail? You were like, okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> that's a good question. I think it is. It is. I, I really kind of saw this as a difference between living uh, a presented life versus an authentic life. Mm-hmm. And that's a really tough thing. I know when I first started here at camp, um, it's almost eight years ago. And one of the, the things somebody said to me early was, oh, you're a celebrity. And I'm like, am I? like, well, everybody knows the camp director. And I'm like, oh, I guess so. People know me, but I don't. But then do I have to live a certain way? Am I expected to live a certain way? And am I on, I didn't, it wasn't like I was on social media, but everybody, I felt like somebody or everybody was watching me. So how do I live authentic, really being me with all my dirt and garbage and the sins i'm struggling with my you know my inner anger my enneagram 8 coming out <laughs> and running people over my crazy vision pie in the sky type personality when a lot of the people around me are like we need details we need order we need structure we want you to look right we like what are you doing and and that was a real wrestle for me how do i live authentically how do i model my life and my goal of living with you and everybody else um, without trying to live a fake life, pretending to be someone I'm not. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I really wrestle with that. And I think a lot of people do like, man, growing up, it was like, Hey, we're going to church behave.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Stop! Stop misbehaving. We're going to be at church in five minutes. Stop fighting, everybody. We got to go to church, and classic. it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is kind of classic, and yet how, we want to go to church and know that everyone's going to be authentic, and yet they've they're not coming to church dressed for work. They're coming to church dressed for Sunday. Mm. So how how do we get this accountability, this service, this? Praying and worshiping together, this, how do we get function over form? How do we do that?
2: I don't
1: know. Oh, <laughs> I don't have the answer. I merely just point out the issue. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, like, well, like we've been saying, I think that like ditching, I only rewind. It seems to me that a part of the, a big part of the issue is where you place your identity and I think maybe we were going to talk about this in another episode, but um, it does relate here that, like, if your identity is found in Instagram or who you are on Instagram, or just on, like, the way that people perceive you in general, whether that's through social media or not, versus if it's found in Christ, in your faith, then, like, you're going to live your life accordingly or differently, right? And so, like, I think, like, a lot of issues we're going to see and it has to do with this is going to stem like the root of that's going to be your identity and where you find your identity where it's rooted Makes sense
0: yeah i think you're right we should probably have this discussion about identity another time right. because it seems to have really come to the forefront the question of who am i over the question like for me growing up as a teen is like more of why am i here mm-hmm. like i wanted purpose Like I was asking the question, why, why am I even here? I know I'm like, my name's Terry. I know who I am. And, but now it's like, I don't know who I am. Nobody knows who they are. Mm -hmm. Who, who cares about purpose? I can do whatever. I want to know who I am. Right. And I want to choose who I am. But then we're also really influenced by who everybody else thinks I am. Yeah. We'll have to have that conversation.
1: So anyway, I do think that that is the, um, I guess, underlying cause for what's happening here or the, in this discussion. So um, really, the, the, the first step to fixing it, or to doing what you were saying, getting a lot of these pieces of community in place, is going to be
2: still finding their identity in Christ first. Um, Yeah, like that's got to be the first thing. Because as long as your identity is found elsewhere, there's so much that other measures can do, right?
0: So then, if so, I'm going to take this a step further. If my identity is not Jesus, it's my perceived
2: identity. Yeah. Then is that wrong? Yeah. And why is that wrong? Because the Bible says so.
0: Okay, how does the Bible say so? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't. I haven't looked it up, so I'm not sure of the the verses on top of my head. But
0: um, well, it's not. I there's know, not going to be a verse on Instagram or
1: no. Social but media. the Bible talks about like finding your identity in Christ. Like you're supposed to have like our 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 worth and our purpose should be
2: grounded in our um, relationship with God and that should be the first and foremost. And so if,
1: like, the main purpose of our life is that people will think that we're, like, these awesome travelers or that we are really adventurous um, or that we are, like, a certain person that we're
2: curating to show them, then that's not, like, grounding our, um, our identity in Christ.
1: Right? And that's going to change how we act. Because you're going you're gonna to act and behave a certain way um, according to what you, um,
0: what you value, what, what's important, what's, yeah,
2: where what your identity is.
0: Okay. What so you yeah. think is your, your central core. Mm-hmm. So I guess for me, I would look at it and go, uh, I think this sounds kind of like, um, so you're reading, reading through the old Testament. It, when you read through the old Testament, especially through Samuel King's 1st and 2nd King, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, through the prophets, they often refer to these things, these high places that the Israelites continue to go to. And, and, and God is like, I know you come to the temple and you have your sacrifices, but you've, you need to get rid of these high places. Mm. And those high places were places where they would go and they would offer a sacrifice or they would they would, I want to call it, Idol worship, but there wouldn't have been an idol. They would have gone there because it was higher than other places, so it was sacred. It was in nature. It wasn't that they were worshiping nature, but in some ways, God said, "You're worshiping nature. You're going to these places. You're leaving offerings to the stars. To um. And and you need to get rid of them because it's not, it's not healthy. It's not focusing on me. It's it's your practice that has taken over." And it's replaced me as the center of your life. And it's one of the things you've added to what I've asked you to do. I don't need you doing those things. And so I I almost look at Instagram, social media. Social media is a funny term. But I I look at it as as an idol. It's become this, this sacred place, especially in our culture, that is separating us from God. It's adding to the, the gospel. It's adding to who we are, but it's not benefiting us in any way. Mm-hmm. And then actually, I would say it's probably destroying people. The more people are on social media, they seem to be more lonely. Yep. The more people are on social media, they seem to be unhappy.
1: No, because it's not real community.
0: It doesn't seem to be real community, mm. and it doesn't seem to be attainable. And so whether you're you're going into it to compare yourself or not you do you mm-hmm. seem to compare yourself now I'm comparing me to you or or your situation to my situation or whatever it is and I know it's staged even if I know it's staged I still feel like shoot I wish we could do that You know yeah. what I mean there's some kind of subtle comparison that seems to exist
2: Yeah there is like I I do think that like no matter how Uh, secure
1: you are in your own how confident you are about yourself or how not insecure you are like you're still going to compare yourself to people if you use Instagram it's quite literally the point of the app in my opinion but (laughs) like
0: yeah and then that affects how you relate in community uh right because you're always aware that somebody well one is this going to be epic or photo worthy two Am I as good as them?
2: Yeah, that's what I
1: mean. It's like this: this stuff that like we um, what's the word? So uh, subconsciously learn through using social media or Instagram leads into our normal everyday life, and hope hopefully not. But I think it's going to be to the point where like we act the same in both if we don't be if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. So like if on instagram we're like really self-conscious of like our ourselves and we're like um really comparing ourselves to others and we get jealous easily and angry easily and upset easily these are all things that many many people report are true like is very factual um then eventually so that the more that that happens the more that happens the more likely we are that when we become, when we're in person and having in-person conversations and we're with people in real life that we're not comparing to them or that we're upset easily or that we're jealous easily or that we're angry easily. Um, and so that's, that's not good. <laughs> right? Like, it's not like, Oh, Instagram's just like separate thing that like, you know, maybe I have some issues with that, but that's like its own isolated, it's not an isolated incident. Like it's part of your life. It's
2: part of who you are and it changes who you, and B, that's not good.
3: Hmm.
2: It very much affects who you are all the time, and your happiness it truly does.
3: Yeah, and and I it, think
1: again, I think it's because it contrasts so heavily to what we were designed for. We were designed for what this like true biblical community, and Instagram is the opposite of that. It is the like mirror image or other side of the coin to what we were designed for. So when we like dive in, put our identity on the thing that we were opposite of what we were designed for, it's going to cause major issues, like mentally, physically, spiritually.
0: I wonder how we can move through that. Is it like, I hear what you're saying, and and a lot of it sounds kind of, um, like patterns of addiction. Yeah. Right. For like sure. if you take it away from me, and I get moody, I get angry, I get jealous, I get, that's like. If I, you know, I need my chocolate bar at one o'clock every day. And when I don't get my chocolate bar or I need my morning coffee, like I don't, I'm not, I'm not even talking about sex and porn and gambling and drinking and like addictions that we know and, and can name as addictive. I'm talking about like, just if I don't get my coffee in the morning, I'm grumpy all day. Mm. Is it almost to that same thing? Like you need that. Quick hit from your feed, right?
2: Yeah. Um, how do we protect ourselves? How do we go back to authenticity? Like, how
0: do we? How do we
2: get rid of it? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so then, know. what That's fills the solution?
0: Toll, but... That's the problem.
1: Well, so... real community. Okay. Real relationships. Right, and so like fills the hole well if the desire like i guess so this is an interesting thing is i think that the desire that comes from like like you worded the hit but like wanting to like go on your instagram i think the desire that's there is coming from a place of like a desire for the biblical community right and so then we're just filling it with the wrong thing actually the complete opposite thing which is why it's so bad but um it's not like we're just missing the mark (laughs) <laughs> so the desire is coming from the, the reason we're going is because it's a desire that's coming from this place of like I, I want to be in relationship with people that's what we were designed for right like that's have a relationship with God and a relationship with others like, like who we are as humans um, and so that's what we need to replace it with like if you're not going to look on Instagram anymore and see what everybody's doing you might actually have to talk to them and figure out how their life's going And it also might include some things that aren't Instagram worthy, right? It might include like, yeah, yeah, like my kid didn't sleep at all last night. I was up all night. Probably not going to see that on Instagram, but you're going to hear
2: about it in real life. And that's okay. (laughs) So I don't know that's like my answer, but.
0: One of the things I had written down in preparation for this is that we need to be okay being bored.
2: Yeah. For sure. And
0: that's a really tough thing. We're not okay being bored. Yeah. We need to be okay to sit down and sit with somebody and be silent. We need to be okay with the, I know, like we can spend an hour in line to get into a Starbucks or someplace and you're like, ah, I didn't really waste the time. I had my phone with me, so I was good. Like. Well, you missed an hour. Like, you're in line with people. You, you could have gotten to know the people behind, before you and behind you and, and make eye contacts and have conversations, and, and, and that's, not, that's not something we do anymore. We're not okay being bored, and so we need something that's epic or legendary, and some of the things we... Like, we were made to rest. We were made to work and then to rest, and we were made to have joy and we are made to have sorrow and we were made like there are moments where it's okay being bored to do the mundane. Mm. Like not everything's going to lead somewhere. And part of that maybe is our affluence. Like it's not an issue in some, some countries around the world, this is an issue, right? Right, Because they don't have the affluence of having phones and phones are communication devices Yeah, and they're not, they're not entertainment units in our hand. And, uh, so, yeah, I don't know what that is. I think it could be the fact that it's media and, and we don't trust media to begin with, but for some reason we trust our social media. Yeah. And so if we realize it's a media, then it's something that's in the middle. It's something that's got ads and it's curated and it's, it's designed to sell us something and it's designed to report something and it, somebody's in charge of it. And so they're going to send the message that they want to send.
1: I would um, challenge everyone to look at how much time you spent on social media apps on your phone in the last like week and month per day. If you're on an iPhone, it's really easy to check. I don't know about Android. But um, yeah, you can go on and see what your screen time has been for those apps.
2: The averages, when I looked it up, Around two two and a half hours a day on social media that's like your
1: tiktok instagram facebook youtube snapchat pinterest those kind of apps um you know are you above that are you below that are you kind of right on that where are you at in that number instagram i think was you know anywhere from 30 to 55 minutes was like the average depending where i looked um so again like this is an average across just all ages, all types of people. And I, hopefully, we're nowhere near the averages. Maybe you're above it. <laughs> you need, need a little check. Um, it'd just be interesting to look, I think, see what you're at. But uh, I haven't actually looked at mine. I'll check mine right now, see what I'm at.
0: I don't, I don't know how to check that on Android. My Android. Yeah, I don't know.
2: What are you finding? Um, so I
1: average an hour and 20 minutes social. So that's pretty high for what I would want it to be. Now, a lot of that, well, almost all of that is YouTube. Because <laughs> I watch videos on my phone. Um, but, yeah. Higher than I want it to be.
2: Either way. So.
0: I, I am amazed. I use it for email. And I use it for discord
2: Mm. and
0: I'm amazed at how often I'll just be sitting somewhere and I'll pull up my phone and check it.
2: Just cause, right? Just cause.
0: And it's like, what is going on with me? Mm. Right. And I, I don't know what to do about that. I use it as a tool and it's really important. And it is great to have Google maps with me anywhere I go. I don't Mm. have to have a map book in my car anymore, but, Mm. uh, I don't know how to, how to break that cycle. Um yeah, it's a really destructive little tool that's a really useful tool.
3: <laughs> hmm
0: I don't know. Did did we did we answer the question then how do we move into biblical community? No. Can you answer that question? Like no, what, what I don't would know you know the mean?
2: answer?
1: Did you do you know the answer? Like I the, my answer is like I don't like I don't know how like detail you want to get here, but like how to move into biblical community would be um, finding people to be IRL community with in real life, like person to person, face to face, like be with people face to face as much as possible. That's like the number one thing, in my opinion. Like now like these categories I said earlier, um, I think are a really good idea as far as like the biblical side of it, of like what it should be doing for our spiritual growth. because there's like, you can have community with non-believers, but it's not going to be a biblical community, right? Um, so if we're looking for one that's going to grow us spiritually or benefit us spiritually, um, there, these should be aspects in there. And I, I haven't even read these categories, I just read the titles. Like, <laughs> But the, the aspects are seeing Christ in others, source of accountability and guidance, a place to pray and worship,
2: a place to serve. Um, being a witness to the world, ambassadors of God's love. Those are like some of the
1: big things there. Um,
0: being an ambassador of God's love and seeing Christ in others. Yeah, allows you the room to add your your non church, non Christian friends into your community. Yeah, for sure. It also allows you to add into your community your non orthodox non-denominational like not my tribe christians into your community right and people into your community
2: yeah well i think
1: that those like categories are pretty clear like it's not um exclusive community at all like this can involve anybody um i just meant like originally when i was saying like if you're in a community with a bunch of non Christians, you're probably not going to see those things. But it doesn't mean that you can't make them happen. Um, but for sure, when you have community with you know, the base of a community is is a, is a Christian one. Like those are the things you should be seeing. Or like if you're not sure how to get how to start one or how to make sure that you're on track, or I guess or I don't know. I'm not trying to like make it a checklist, but like here's some basic like things. There f- fruits that should be coming out of a christian community right um and i think that's even a good check for a lot of us like how many of us have christian friend groups that we have that those things i just read are not part of it you know like we are a christian friend group or we have this christian community yet it's really just a community it's really just a friend group there's nothing christian about it other than that we all go to church on sunday morning Cause that's something to think about too. And I think that's becoming a lot more popular. Right. Um, And so how do
0: we move them to see Christ in one another, to mm. worship together, to pray together, to, to be active in sharing our faith together.
1: Be accountable to each other.
0: Accountability is such a hard thing, Mm. right? Like how do you, how much of my junk do I dump on you? Right. And how much do I need you to help me carry?
1: Those, I don't know the answer to, but I do no, know, I know. That, it should be, pretty that it should be more than zero, which is what I think a lot of us are doing.
0: Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it is a lot of it, it is zero. And it's that question, like in a crisis, who do I call? Mm. If, if there's an emergency right now in my life, who do you call? Who are you sending an email to? Who are you texting?
3: Mm.
0: Who are the first four names that come to your mind? Am I sharing with those four people or those five people regularly? Am I praying with them? Am I worshiping with them? Are my, like, they're not just, you know, my family members. Are these people that I, I'm authentic with? Mm. Do they know my struggles? Have I been real with them? And I think that if you can ask that question and answer that question, then you have that authentic community. Or, or at least the candidates there that you can move that community into. If you can't name four or five people that you would call in a crisis right now, um, you need to find those people. You need to create that community that you can call face to face and yeah. say, I need prayer. I need help. Or I need celebration. I got, I got X today. Let's celebrate. We don't, we don't do that either. And that's part of authentic, like, that's, that's part of authentic community too. Yeah. Celebrating together and, and knowing each other and having joy, right? Jesus takes his disciples to a wedding. Why? Well, because he goes to celebrate with these people. These are people he cares for.
2: Yeah. I, one uh, thought I was having was like, if
1: I read a list of names from you, like, of you and your
2: friends, to somebody else would their would their initial thought be that's a godly community or that's a godly group of people
1: that's a fun group of people or wow they like to party or that's a good time like, i don't know what would their would their like <laughs> initial slogan be that they think of right and i'm not saying that it like has to be oh that's a godly group of people
2: but is that even like Something that would cross their mind. Is that even in the cards? Is that there at all? For a lot of groups that I know it's not. So no, they would want it to be or say
1: that it should be.
0: Yeah, there's there's gotta be a way that I can have fun and have an epic time or have a party and have somber and growth and worship mm. and prayer with these people also. Right. And I have to be vulnerable to them. I have to be willing to say to them this is where I failed. This is where I need your help. Mm -hmm. Or here's, here's where I'm, I'm trying to overcome. So it doesn't mean like you get together with your Sunday school class that you're helping with and just pour all your crap on them. Yeah. Or that's not, that's not authentic either. Cause you're just using them for therapy. Mm. And that's not the case. Like I, I wouldn't, unload everything on, my, on the camp staff in the middle of the summer because I'm just using them for therapy then. I'm not actually trying to be authentic with them or move yeah. them into community with me.
1: Here's a question for you. So in the summer, we obviously have pretty great community up here. Anyone who's been like counselor at any camp would know that like, pretty good community, right? Do you think... That it's possible to have that same community
2: during like a normal year in normal circumstances in normal everyday life.
0: Yeah, I think it is. And, but I, I want to go back to that point I made about it. So we have to be okay being bored together. Right. We have to, to do the mundane together. Yeah. Anybody that comes back from a camp, anyone you talk to about their camp, whether it's I don't know, the little camp in the middle of Markham or this massive Muskoka camp or camp in Iowa or in the mountains of BC, they all love their camp, right? Because you had, you had celebration, you had shared trials, you had wins and losses together. You had to be authentic Mm. because you had to have each other's. Uh, back and you had to stand shoulder to shoulder together to get through whatever it was you got through, whether it was cooking or maintenance or counseling or activities, you did that at that camp. And then everyone goes home. And for most camps, like we're really unique in that most everybody is right here. Campers and counselors all live within a 45 minute drive of us. Mm. For the most part right 98 percent. yep how cool like why shouldn't we continue in community as we do school together as we do the mundane as we go back into we come out of the trial we come out of the celebrations the big wins and the big losses and we come out of that and we come to through life those are the people i want by my side
3: mm-hmm.
0: let's rest together let's learn together now's our chance to pray and worship together now's our chance to uh be a witness to what god's doing in our lives together and those are if those are the marks of authentic uh community biblical community then there's no reason
2: that shouldn't continue throughout the rest of the year yeah i mean my my initial thought was that like community like
1: camp community is kind of like peak community experience for most people or for myself even as well and so like well what what made that true and I, d- I really do think that it's like because those elements some of those elements and more than those are that I discussed earlier are are a part of that right that's real it's authentic it's um, we pray and we worship together we have accountability we have etc all these things are part of that but I do truly think that that's possible to have outside of these like crazy heightened experiences such as camp. You can have it in your everyday life, but we have to actually put effort in to make it happen. Whereas it's just like when we come to places like camp, it's kind of just like given to us. Someone's done it for us or the the, the situation has built it for us. Um, It's camp. showing us the way we just forget mm-hmm. about it when we leave, right?
0: And I think too, like camp, camp centers around meals and it centers around living together and mm-hmm. being together. And, yeah. and some of the, the best uh, authentic biblical community time I've experienced has been in a small group where we've been together. And then for some reason, everything seems to line up and you go through, uh, I don't know, a couple of months where maybe somebody does have a trial. But because we were doing the mundane already, we we're already gathering to eat and pray and worship. Then when that trial or that big success comes up, that big win or that big loss, we, we kind of all line up and we gel in that and we rally around each other. And that community seems more authentic because we're going through something, celebrating something. But then at that time ends and you have to get back into that mundane and, and hold Hold your course and be authentic. Even when you have those moments of like, I, c- I can't do Bible study tonight. I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm coming. But don't be surprised when I fall asleep in the corner. <laughs> right? Because I, I need to renew, but I also need to be with you. And how do we we do that and allow people to have their stories? Mm. And that's that goes back to the beginning of this. Am I curating my life? Am I putting on a presentation? Am I... Bringing that presentation into my Bible study? Am I bringing that into my friend groups? Am I bringing that into the events? Does it always have to be event worthy, epic worthy? Or can I do the mundane? And it, when I show up to do the mundane, so Bible study midweek or whatever it is, taking care of your kid in Sunday school or whatever life, you know, going to work and driving into work in the morning, are you? Are you going in and being authentic in that place when you show up for your part-time job, are they seeing you or are you putting on a work person? Mm. (laughs) This is my work person. I put on my uniform. I go to work. I come home. I don't have to be real. I don't have to make friends. I just am. And, and I think that is, is, don't curate your life. Try and live it authentically. Spruce, you know, save those moments where you, you, you come through.
2: One thing I really notice when you look through the Bible is that um, breaking of
1: bread, eating, food, is very much a centerpiece of a lot of community and, like, relational stuff. Um, and I look back and I think about times in my life where that is very, very much uh, true or, like, also centerpiece of a lot of, like, very positive community experiences in my life. Um, and just like I remember in high school after youth group, we used to always go hang out with Tim Hortons or whatever for the night and like, you know, you just have a coffee and a donut and you're there for like two hours. And some of those talks are the best, you know, you ever have in your life. And like, those are times you don't ever forget. And I think like how often nowadays do my plans, even on weekends with friends or whatever, do they start after a meal? Right? Do we okay? I'll come over after dinner. Why is that? Right? Like, why can't why can't we share that meal together? And I even when we do, I think it just seems to be so much more enjoyable to me. Include that piece of the
2: of the day or part of the experience. I don't know. Something to think about. It certainly is uh, emphasized in the Bible
1: that. Uh, important part of it so
0: oh yeah and so like so is celebration so is that aspect of celebration god ordained for the israelites when they went into the promised land right they're set feasts Mm. and you know like you meet every three months we're gonna have this feast and then you celebrate the feast of tents and you come and you celebrate the feast of passover and you celebrate uh the feast of tabernacles and whatever right like but it was an idea that there's rhythms of coming together and eating food with God, because God ordained it, to come and celebrate him. Remember what you've come through and remember what you're going to and have food together and celebrate with your families. And it's really important. He, he set it up as a rhythm. Yeah. And then all those things, what's cool is that those things all reflect Jesus. But that's, that's another conversation. <laughs> But that, that is really important to see that in, in the Bible, yeah. That, that the mundane happens in between these big things, but it's all done in community.
2: Very good, very good. Well, a lot of thoughts I had for today, but... That's a lot um, of thoughts. Yeah. It was, a, it was good. It was a lot of thoughts. Good chat. Do you have anything else to say?
0: I don't today. No. Okay. I got... <laughs> That's enough it, other all. things going on in my head today right now and that's all right we'll let it go for another week maybe we'll come back next week we'll talk a bit more about identity
2: yeah okay at least soon we'll talk about all it right.
1: So. Cool. All right. cool thanks
0: go ahead that's it <laughs> all right thanks everybody we'll talk to you soon bye-bye
1: bye